Today is Thursday, November 10th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the morning announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Uncommon Goods, your secret weapon to make holiday shopping stress-free, where you can shop a huge selection of meaningful, unique gifts by small, independent businesses. As of this recording at midnight Eastern time Thursday morning, control of both the House and the Senate still remains up in the air. The Senate still stands at 49 seats for Republicans and 48 for Democrats, with the two outstanding seats in Arizona and Nevada still being counted, and Georgia going to a runoff on December 6th. We now know that the final results in Arizona are not expected until tonight or tomorrow, and Nevada's results potentially not until next week. The House of Representatives still stands at 213 seats for Democrats and 222 for Republicans, with control still undetermined. For a full breakdown of the key races that were called yesterday, check out the Wednesday evening special edition episode that came out last night. Now we have to talk about what is possibly the most satisfying toss-up race. As of this recording, it wasn't final, but we may have a surprise upset for Lauren 1776 Bobert to Democrat Adam Frisch in Colorado. So hopefully we can free up some of Lauren's time so she can go home and run her gun bar. Down ballot, the Democrats also picked up the majority in the Pennsylvania State House for the first time in over a decade. While Republicans will continue to control the Pennsylvania Senate, control of the House will have major implications for the new Democratic governor, Josh Shapiro's power in the state. Also, be sure to check out last night's evening edition because I went through a bunch of other State House races that flipped to the Democrats. Next, let's discuss a few more important ballot measures. In New York, voters approved a $4.2 billion bond that was proposed by the still governor, Kathy Hochul, to pay for major projects as a response to climate change and pollution. 68% of voters in New York approved the state to take on debt to pay for flood risk mitigation, clean water infrastructure, land conservation, emissions reduction, and other climate initiatives. At least 35% of the total funding has been earmarked for underserved communities that are typically disproportionately impacted by climate destruction. This is also the first time an environmental bond has been on the ballot in New York since 1996. Perhaps New Yorkers would have moved faster on this if you could reduce methane by passing tourists on the sidewalk. South Dakota voted to amend the state constitution to expand Medicaid to all adults who earn up to 138% of the federal poverty level. This will affect tens of thousands of low-income people. Previously, an adult with two kids would need to make less than $11,000 to qualify for Medicaid. And now a family of three earning just under $32,000 a year will be eligible. Missouri voters approved a ballot measure legalizing recreational marijuana for adults over 21 and expunging most records of past arrests and convictions. Recreational marijuana will be available for sale in Missouri in February 2023. Universal free lunch passed with 55% of the vote in Colorado, which I hypothesize is the kind of thing people go for once you let them have recreational marijuana. The measure will raise $100 million a year by increasing taxes on Colorado residents who make over $300,000 a year who will see their state tax deductions limited, therefore increasing their taxable income. One of the more surprising headlines is that slavery was actually on the ballot in five states on Tuesday. 
Specifically, the ballot measures prohibit slavery and involuntary servitude as punishment for crime. So for practical applications of this, think prison labor. Alabama, Tennessee, Vermont, and Oregon have removed slavery loopholes from their constitutions. And I will give you three seconds to imagine in your head the state that you think did not. It's Louisiana. Lawmakers in the former slaveholding state told voters to reject it because the ballot measure included ambiguous language that did not prohibit involuntary servitude in the criminal justice system, and they want to be able to continue to sentence convicted felons to hard labor. Well, you know, if that's what's on the line, then of course, keep the slavery. Yesterday, President Biden gave a speech about the midterm results, as presidents traditionally do post-midterms. And then he took questions for about an hour. Biden called Election Day a victory for democracy and noted that the much-predicted red wave did not happen, but said that he's prepared to work with his Republican colleagues, adding that the American people have made clear that they expect Republicans to work with him as well. Biden also stated his intention to run for re-election in 2024 and was probed about issues related to Russia and Ukraine. He was asked specifically about Brittany Griner, who has been moved to a penal colony, the location of which is not even known to her own lawyers. And he was also asked more about what would happen to military aid for Ukraine if the Republicans win the House, given their more pro-Kremlin stance of late. Biden said that he doesn't expect funding for Ukraine to change, and that he expects Russia to get more serious about negotiating a prisoner swap soon. Always the optimist, that Joe. This brings us seamlessly to our final story, which is that Trump's boss had just as bad a day yesterday as he did. The Kremlin is reportedly pulling its troops out of the key city of Kherson, signaling that they can no longer sustain operations there, which is a fancy way to say that they're losing the war that they started and promised they would win in two days. Kind of like the Republicans last Sunday. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner Uncommon Goods. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash morning. That's uncommongoods/morning for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, because we are all out of the ordinary. And while you're giving gifts and feeling generous, please help us keep growing the show by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or five stars on Spotify, or both. Your support means absolutely everything to me. And if you can't get enough of the morning announcements, be sure to subscribe to my new premium episodes where I deep dive into the bigger themes behind the headlines that we can't cover in five minutes. The newest episode is about the Christian nationalist plan to make the United States into a theocracy, governed legally and socially by Christian rules and values. Roe vs. Wade was just the first step in a much more extreme agenda. You can subscribe on Apple or Spotify and get two long premium episodes a month. And by the way, there is a seven-day free trial on Apple. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.